everybody. Welcome to It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my cousin and co-host, Neil Carroll. Welcome back to the pod, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's not waste any time. None. Because we are going to talk about What If. We're going to talk about the new Hulu show, Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yes. We got a new Matrix trailer, Matrix 4. We're going to talk about that. We do a little rolling or trolling. And yeah, let's let's start with Dive in. What if episode five we got Marvel zombies? Let me tell you something. Uh I recall you saying the last episode was dark. Let's talk about this episode. I, I Marvel Zombies, they did a tremendous job. This was a fun episode, right? Yes. But how about poor T'Challa? Yeah. Dark. Like for a yeah. Disney cartoon. I was in. I was like, this is tremendous. I love what's going on here. We're fo- It's kind of funny. We're following this group. It's got your man Spider-Man in it. But spoiler alert, uh, Vision, who the zombies are not attracted to, which makes perfect sense to me because he's not human is keeping Wanda, who is a zombie, alive by feeding her pieces of T'Challa. Yeah, they went like it it was dark, but kind of fun until that point. And then they veered into like walking dead territory real quick. And I was not expecting that. I was not. I was not expecting it. That's like something that like. Yeah, that's right out of something that Walking Dead would do. Something sick like that. It's Correct. not something I'd associate with Marvel. Um, I like. I'm getting ready for like an upbeat "What If" episode. I don't know if we're <laughs> gonna get one. <laughs> I don't know if it's happening, but I'm getting ready for it. You know, like I think episode two was the closest we had yes. to that. And um, then boom, with, out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So we d- give me your overall thoughts on on this episode five. My overall thoughts were: I think it's genius. I mean, what if the world's Earth's mightiest heroes become zombies? I mean, that's exactly what would happen. The world doesn't stand a chance. The only thing that uh, I that caught me up, where it, it gave me pause, was they weren't mindless. Like, what's his name? The okay. Falcon is still not flying and using his wings as a shield because that takes, like, skill. Yeah. So that's yeah. where they kind of lost me. It is. So it, that portion is in line with the um, the source material, which they actually did a Marvel Zombies run mm. in the comic books. And essentially what it is is in one of the parallel universes – yeah the zombie outbreak takes over and it's worse because there are superhero zombies right and so they take over real fast and then the issue is they um they have they run out of food right and so actually reed richards zombie reed richards reaches out has to deal with some business to a reed richards from another um dimension or another layer of the multiverse i think it was the ultimate reed richards and tricks him into thinking that he's trying to communicate with them and like work together and they have a issue and they need you know help solving it and and they lure him there so that they could jump into their universe and take over that universe as well which uh, tremendous but like how do you get away with it you're mindless you're supposed to be mindless zombies well, yeah, in you know, in tradi- a traditional sense, yes. In right. this sense, they decided to put a spin on it because I think that made it a little bit more interesting. It makes more sense with superheroes, I think. Yeah. Like this, I'll allow it because that's the spin they're putting on it, and that's how right. they can make it fit. Otherwise, it's literally just they're doing zombies. That's true. And if it was just they're doing zombies, none of the superheroes would actually ever get bitten bitten that's true which i i also liked uh 
the Hulk, they tried to bite him, but you can't pierce his skin. I like yes. that. Smart. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is basically uh, the wasp. She would just shrink and fly through the like mouths and through the brains of all of them. Yes. Which, but that's smart. Like that should do it. But then I liked that in doing that, the wear and tear on her suit scratched her. And so she got infected. Yeah. Also makes sense to me. I was like, that's fine. I'm good Without with it. Out. I, it is a little messed up though, that after she, you know, she is sick, she gets infected and yeah. she becomes giant wasp. Yes. Shrink down before you fully turn into a zombie I, so that like I'm with do you them a so- I, I understand do them a like, solid right you're you're being nice and you're delivering them to the place they need to go but then yeah. shrink down so that you're not a giant zombie exactly Is like that fair to say help these people right absolutely um vision makes a big heel turn Indeed. in this episode do you think that like Was too much that tracked with what vision would do. I guess this is an alternate reality I mean, vision, right? But like, regardless, I, I don't uh, know if vision would go that far to where he is luring people yeah. to the facility to basically use as food for Wanda. I agree. Maybe a bridge too far, right? Yes, I, I do. I agree with that. At that least he, at least he kind of comes back to his senses a little bit in the end and gives gives uh t'challa and spider-man and who else is there with is it just the two of them at that point oh and the head of um scott lang yes which is which brilliant um and he gives them the the stone the mind stone to use in um Wakanda, but Wakanda's got some issues because zombie Thanos is now there. I also think like Thanos's minion people, right? They weren't taken down by like real non-zombie Iron Man and and all of them. Yeah. How are they going to get taken down by the zombie version of them? Oh, I totally agree. Like that's the thing, that's part of what's tripping me up. But I, I think it was genius. I think, you know, I, I like the concept, but like concept. Thanos is a zombie Thanos and he has the all the infinity stones except for the mind stone. Yeah. Come on. How would he have ever gotten bitten? Well, how would he, he have ever gotten into a bitten? zombie? How would uh, what's his name? How would Iron Man have ever gotten bitten when he could just like everybody's head? Yeah, you know, but I I like the concept. Like I like the idea. What happens if the superheroes all go evil? Because there's no reason for them to really follow the law. They they are above the law. They have all these powers. So I think the greatest conceit of all these movies is that these humans with extreme powers are going to do the right thing. That's why I think the show The Boys works so well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. I, uh, how, how do you feel about the survivors that we got? Well, I'm all good with it. I mean, I, you know, I like to see Spider-Man's doing a I'm good I'm just job. happy Spider-Man lived. I'm, I know Out you of are. all the people, I was very happy. I was going to be very sad. I thought that he was going to get got at that train. Yeah. Get got at that train. I thought he was going to get got. I liked, I want to see what happens to Scott Lang's head. Oh, I know, right? Oh, yes. But at, what a combo. The, the cape with <laughs> yes, Scott Lang's head. head. Genius move. Very smart. Very smart. So I, I don't know if there's too much more to say. This was a very, again, yeah, like straightforward, dark, quick and easy. What if episode? Oh, Jess. Um, I don't know what we're getting next week. I really hope it's a little bit more light because they've hit us with some th- with three serious ones in a row. Three serious in a row, uh, and like no joke, no joke with what's going on with that crew over there in, in Marvel Land. It's turning into Marvel's version of the Twilight Zone. Indeed, it is. 
All right. What do we got? Only Murders in the Building. Oh, let's yes. talk about the show because this is a new one. They right. uh, came out with the first three episodes last Tuesday. Right. Then this most recent Tuesday, the fourth episode dropped. We have watched all four episodes. This Certainly, is yeah. the uh, show starring um, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Right. Um, and we enjoy it a lot. Oh, it is so funny. So if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't caught up yet, definitely give it a watch. That's our suggestion to you. Yes. Otherwise, you can skip ahead to the next segment. Um, but we are going to be doing a spoiler full um, review. Of we must. Only murders in the building. We must. The All right. So we've done the first four episodes. We're going to do next week's episode as a, you know. The, yeah, we'll the start watchers. recapping each yeah. week. But so like the long and short of it. A, this is Steve Martin's first foray into television, like a sitcom. Okay. A genius. He's doing an amazing job. Steve Martin has appeared on the small screen. Not Steve Martin. So Martin Short has appeared on the small screen. Um, I am I am telling you, Martin Short is a national treasure, even though he's Canadian. <laughs> I everything that he does, he is this flamboyant and ridiculous character that you care about. Like he's got such a great heart, but also I love that he is just what is the word? He he's he's so subtly yet not so subtly insulting where it's like it's almost oh that's just his nature. He's yes. like, well, okay, you need to do that again, but like, you know, good this time. It's like, <laughs> right, 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 I right. love, I love him. He's my favorite character of the piece. Selena Gomez, what's your opinion among these two giants? Is she not holding her own? I think she's fine. Yeah, um, I don't think she's the best. She's very monotone. Yes. Like, but I'm hoping that in the next few episodes, because we've revealed some things here. We've learned that she knows the victim. Okay. Do you want to give like a quick like Let's summary a, of yeah. what's going on? A little synopsis Absolutely. of what's so, happening? So the synopsis is they these three individuals, Steve Martin, uh, Selena Gomez, Martin Short, they live in a New York condo. Okay. Yep. Building. Big uh, fancy with, building. Big fancy building with other strange inhabitants the most famous of which is musical superstar Sting. Sting. Okay. In the building, a murder occurs. This Correct. is good news for everyone because A... A murder that's ruled a suicide. That's ruled a suicide. Everybody hated the guy that died. And Correct. that becomes obvious in episode one. Hysterically obvious. Um, but... This is good news for all the three of our main characters because they all listen to the same murder podcast. Yes. Or podcast about murders, which is a thing that's sweeping our real nation. Like it's these a little like I don't know murders. how popular they still are. They might be. They I feel like they missed the a window a little bit. Yeah. Because that was really a thing back when like cereal was huge. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it I'm sure it's still a big thing. And and I say yeah, like it's it seems to be a thing, um, and I like that it's basically a show that's centered around a podcast. Given that we do that, but so now they are on the hunt. They started their own podcast. They're going to find out who the murderer is. They're doing like weekly episodes of their investigation, and then they finally uh, narrow it down to a suspect who. Nails a, a letter to Martin Short's door that says, end the podcast or I end you. And he walks in and his dog has been poisoned. Spoiler alert. The dog lives. Nobody panic. But he then sits down. Uh, Selena Gomez. I keep wanting to say Ariana Grande. I don't know why. Selena Gomez and Steve Martin and says what is my favorite line of the whole show. I think the murderer is. 
musical superstar sick. <laughs> and I like, I, I fell off my chair. His so, delivery was perfect. That, that is, I think so far, my favorite line has yeah. been, they do a little bit of like, kind of like imagination type of stuff. Right. Um, where there's a little bit, a little bit of like surrealism where someone might be seeing something that's not oh, yes. actually there. They do yes. a little bit of that sprinkled in each episode. It's not like huge. Um, in the most recent episode, Steve Martin keeps seeing um, costumed Porky Pig and Bugs Bunny. Right. And at one point, he, the doorbell rings. He looks over at them. They're staring at them. And he just goes, oh, F off and walks away. <laughs> yeah. That killed me for whatever reason. That um, was genius. The three main characters yes. all have certain backstories that basically give them their fatal flaws yes. that they need to overcome, right? So you have Martin Short, who is... A, was a very successful director. That's why he's living in the building of uh, uh, a Broadway director. That's right. why he's living in the nice building. And um, he, he tried to put on a musical version of Splash. <laughs> yeah. They set up a pool at the bottom of the stage. Oh, my God. It was supposed God. to open up into the pool when he's describing it. It's, I know. The, there was a, a, a faulty hydraulic system or something so all the people who are supposed to dive in the pool just (laughs) hit the floor and he keeps saying how many people hit the floor um nobody died nobody Uh, died but needless to say his career goes it ends and he needs something like this podcast to be successful because he hasn't been paying any of his bills for the the building all his building fees and and rent and stuff like that. You have Steve Martin who feels like he is um, socially, he's very socially anxious. He doesn't feel like he wants to be around people. He had uh, a significant other who also had a daughter and they left him essentially. And then you have Selena Gomez who is kind of squatting in the building. Right. She used to visit her aunt who lived in the building every summer as she was a kid. And she had a group of three other friends that they would run around the building and they'd call themselves the Hardy boys. And at first it was, Oh, they were just make, doing pretend mysteries. And then it just became, they were breaking into people's apartments and stealing jewelry and stuff like that. Right. And partying and doing the whole thing. Um, one of the four Hardy Odd boys. Turn. Yeah is the one who was murdered. Correct. Now, the, the Go ahead. female counterpart in the Hardy Boys right. had been murdered years prior. In, years prior. And the... Someone was blamed for that. Someone murder. was blamed from that. Not the, not the guy who was killed, right. but there's another guy in the group. I'm sorry that I'm blanking on their names. I think it starts with a J, like Jason or something. I believe it um, does. So Jason, he was dating the girl who was thrown over the side of the building. He's blamed and sent to jail, even though Tim Kono, who is the member of the group who was murdered right, most recently, he saw something and he saw her fighting with someone that was not Jason, but never said anything. Right. So that's the mystery there. Um, what I find interesting is that Martin Short has kind of come clean about his yes, his woes. problems. Steve Martin, he has nah, come clean to one person, really. to one person about what's going on with him. Right. Selena Gomez has not to anyone, and it gets revealed. Yes, it gets to revealed. Steve Martin and Martin Short at the end of this most recent episode, which I'm so excited for because. They already kind of found her a little sketchy. Um, and I wonder how that's going to play out. I think like we were talking about before, she's kind of one note, kind of monotone, but maybe once they open up her history, she like, you know, once they level with each other, maybe she'll get a little bit more interesting. Like, Possibly. You know. I wonder, because like right now, 
I mean, this is going to be like offensive right Right. now. I think anyone could be in that part and be doing the same things that she's doing. I do. There's nothing special about what it is that she's doing in this. Like Steve Martin, he's being Steve Martin. Like he's got those quirkies, those little like kind of quips that sneak up on you type of thing. Martin Short, he's being very in your face, very flamboyant, very, um, like you said, giving Wild. like those backhanded yes. compliments and, and stuff like that. Very like sassy almost. Um, I love it. And it's hysterical. He's definitely been the highlight of the show. Selena Gomez is kind of being the, the straight man. She's the one who has to carry the weight of the mystery yeah. more than any of the three castmates. Um, but I just wonder if, I don't know, they're, could have been someone else in there or if it's purposeful like that character really can't be too funny or anything like that they needed someone to be like a mysterious millennial a mysterious millennial to pair with the older guys all well and good um the let's see i think bringing sting a turkey a fully cooked turkey (laughs) is possibly the greatest plot device ever they want to they want to like trick him into revealing something revealing that he was the murderer which he wasn't which he wasn't and they go and they're like well we're going to bring him a turkey because they go and talk to and here's what i found interesting because there is like a little love connection between steve martin and uh tina fey she brought Steve Martin on to, to be on uh, 30 Rock, always spoke highly of him, loves him, loves his comedy, and then put him in her movie uh, Baby Mama. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Um, so they, they go back a little ways. So I thought it was nice that Tina Fey was kind of like a, a um, narrator slash had a little part to play as yep. the star of the murder podcast they all listen to so that was very correct um but the best thing of the last episode is all of them trying to explain to her who sting is yes you know that was the best roxanne roxanne and and she keeps saying things and then martin short just goes on a tangent and and caps it all off with who educated you <laughs> and delivers it just perfect who educated you i love it like i just love it oh my gosh let's let's talk about like where we're at right now right. with the show as far as like where we've been left off what we're kind of looking at for the future of the show in the future episodes, the mystery that still has to be revealed, stuff like that. So essentially we had uh, Tim Kono who was killed. He was part of Selena Gomez's friend group. Yes. The female counterpart in the friend group to Selena Gomez. She was murdered years ago. Right. By someone who is where I'm just calling him Jason. Um, was accused of it, who was dating her at the time, but right. Jason didn't do it. He is now out of jail. Out. And back home. So That's the thing. That guy is those in are the, the wind. pieces there. Um, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez, they are doing a podcast on the events, trying to solve um, how Tim Cotto met his death. Um, it was ruled a suicide by the police, but they right. have found evidence to the contrary. Um Tim Kona was not well liked. No. Um, and now it has been revealed to Steve Martin and Martin Short that Selena Gomez actually knew and grew up with Tim Kona and has Genius. not told them a bunch of stuff. And then not only that, at the very end of that fourth episode, we get a flash forward to a few months later, like you alluded to Tina Fey, she's a professional murder podcast host. She is doing a new podcast called only murders in the building where Charles Oliver and Mabel, those are the three characters of Steve Martin, Martin short and Selena Gomez. They are the subject of that new podcast. Genius. 
So we know something goes down where they would be the subject of her new podcast, who's actually a big name in that space. Correct. And we have, you know, Martin Short and Steve Martin. They're going to have to confront Selena Gomez about her withholding information. It's genius. Where do you think this goes? What what are you what are you thinking? What are your theories? Do so, you have any theories? I had hoped that it was musical superstars thing, um, <laughs> because I thought <laughs> that, that they just genius. reveal that in episode four. Absolutely. Also, like that way to go, Sting, for having a sense of humor about himself and playing like a wacky song. He's like, oh, this makes me feel like uh, writing a song, and then does a goofy thing. Good for him. I always like it when actors have sense of humors about themselves, but. Who do I think at this moment, it's got to be this guy that's uh, that was falsely accused. It has to be. You think so? Yeah, because it's not this girl. It's not uh, Selena Gomez. Um, I like unless she's having a break from reality. I don't think it can be her. Do you think he's the guy in the tie dye hoodie? Who yes. so there's a guy in the tie-dye hoodie who tie-dye on the night of tie-dye guy who yeah. in the night of the murder he was you know the fire alarm got pulled when Tim Kona was killed. Right. He's walking up the opposite way instead of exiting the building, and Steve Martin's character sees it. Then at the end of this previous episode, we had three kind of cliffhangers at the end of this previous episode. We see he's following Selena Gomez outside. Yes. Who, Which, so do we think I'm thinking he's got to be the um, the guy I'm calling Jason. I agree with you. I think that has to be him. Has to be. Right. Without question. That's the guy. That's okay. that guy. Oh, and, and he's his, his name is actually Oscar. So there's Oscar. That. I was very, very off. Close. So his name was Oscar. I found it. Yes. Um, do you think he's the murderer? Yes, I do. You do. I do. Here's here's a little little twisty. Okay. What if it's his father? Like just pissed off that they sent his kid to jail? Yeah. Uh, yep. I guess. Pissed off they sent the kid to, to jail and he, you know, like, maybe he had some run-ins with Tim Kono. We know right. he has the keys to all the building. Maybe he's the one who killed the the girl in the first place. Yeah. I, I Do mean, we I think that the murderer that. is the person who killed uh, Zoe was the, the other girl in, in the group? Do you think I, the yeah. murderer of Tim Kono is the same killer of Zoe? I, I do. I do think that that's You do case. think that. And maybe Tim Kono was about to spill on, on what he knew? He was about to spill or or like... I, well, all right. Let's let me let me backtrack. I don't. I apologize. I think there was a killer of that girl. I think this guy is uh, was falsely accused, and I think the falsely accused guy is back to kill the buddy to you know to kill Tim Kona. Uh, great name, by the way. But I don't know who the initial killer is or why they'd want to kill that girl. Maybe well, it was one of the tenants that realized they were all getting robbed. Well, here's the other thing. Yeah. That's that's fair point. They could have discovered that. Other thing. Why do you think Tim Kono never said anything? I think well, you're led to believe that he's just kind of a weakly a weakling. I think there's got to be a reason behind it as to why he was afraid to say it. like he saw yeah. it. He saw it. What what would make him not, not say anything say to the police and have um and have Oscar sent to jail. That is a fair wrongly. Point. Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't have the answers to these questions. Well, I'm just that I'm trying to point. theorize with you here, man. Well, I, we're theorizing, but we're I some don't live theorizing. I I don't know. Like I here's <laughs> let me let me put it this way. I don't want the killer to be the same guy that killed that girl. Okay. Because. What is then the point of coming back? Like, if you're falsely accused, I get vengeance. Well, we'd need a if reason. You're, right. If you're accurately accused, then there's really not like, like, I can't get behind that guy. 
Yeah. That's okay. the problem. So that's like, that's where I'm coming from. We can theorize, but that I've clarified my position now. Like I, I just, if, if, if that guy really did kill that girl and came back and then killed Tim Kono, yeah, what is the purpose? Like, why is he wiping out the Hardy Boys? I guess these are more, as, as we're kind of talking this out, more questions I think I would like answered by the end of the show. I want yes. to know who killed the original girl. Right. Why did Tim Kono not say anything? Correct. Who killed Tim Kono? Right. And who is the person, if they're not the same person, who is the person that posted the, the note on Martin Short's door and poisoned the, the two animals now at this right. point? And who's tie-dye guy? Who's tie-dye guy? Also, let's That might be my most pressing question, question I would like answered. Who is tie-dye guy? I want to hear what more is about tie-dye guy. Yeah. That's what I want that to hear more that. about. Cool. Tie dye guy. Don't forget about tie dye. You got anything else for only murders in the building? Any other no, thoughts? Just that it it upsets me that we live in a a world that's becoming more and more like Britain with our television, where we only have eight episodes of a show or like two seasons of a show, and then it just goes away. I would watch these characters read the phone book. That's how much I'm enjoying them. Well, this will be ten episodes. Right. That's not enough for me. You want like tw- you want like back in the day 20 episode seasons. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's a lot. That's a lot though. Like then I, you're becoming you know, you're you're becoming a it's it's a show that's serialized or not serialized. It's um like you can't serialize it as much at that point. That's I there's guess. so many episodes. Yeah, but I did. So you I need like more that, standalone. I like that kind time. of uh, procedural. At that point, when when you're doing stuff like that. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. God help me. I hear you. I hear you on that. Um, okay. Let's talk. The new trailer that dropped. Yes. This was a biggie. I figure when big trailers drop. Yeah, they deserve more than just to be lumped in with a stream it, skip it, add it to the watch list. All right, I like this notion. So, let's talk the Matrix Resurrection trailer. Excellent title. Very good title. Mm-hmm. Sticking Excellent. with the um the R's right. for all the movies you had. Matrix Reloaded was the second one. Mm-hmm. Matrix Revolution Revolutions was the then... third one, and now resurrection resurrection so i here are my initial thoughts and then i'm curious because you like i i came to be a big matrix guy but you actually were the catalyst that brought me to the matrix um so i defer to you but my initial thoughts were uh adding neil patrick harris to anything does not hurt it it only helps it Mm -hmm. uh it seems seems to maintain all the elements of kung fu uh you know f- fight scenes actiony stuff uh with a sousson of the original cast okay right like what's her name who played trinity trinity yep but i feel like did no one call Larry Fishburne to find out if he wanted in? Because I feel like this guy that they got doing essentially that part is the no, poor it man is that Larry part. Fishburne, right? It is that part. So I don't. Uh, so he, yeah. So that is Yahya Abdul Mateen. Yeah, he is a very good actor. Okay, I think. My initial, because I didn't realize that he was playing Morpheus until I watched the trailer. Right. And I was like, oh my God, he's Morpheus. Um, yeah, right. I don't remember because, so I actually, this um, this influenced me after seeing this trailer to over the past weekend, I have, or over this weekend, I've been yeah. watching the Matrix movies, rewatching them. Okay. 
I, the first Matrix I love. That was yes. the one that I introduced you to back in Absolutely. the day. Without That's question. one of like it's one of those where it's like one of the f- very first rated R movies I was allowed to watch when when we were right. kids. Right. And so that's why I love it. That has so many classic, classic moments in it where you Certainly. have the the red or the blue pill. Yes. You have the um the oh. him bending backwards Correct. as they're shooting. You yes. have revolutionary doing the hand-to-hand combat and yeah. he gets his punch stopped and then he sticks his fingers out and like chokes the guy. Chokes the guy. Like absolutely just classic, Iconic. classic. Things iconic that you have iconic. the slow motion everyone shooting at each other missing a millions millions yes. of shots but the surrounding area the columns and the walls are all just getting all dust hit. shattered everywhere and people right. doing somersaults shooting at each other it's great um 100% love the first one the second one i am real i realized after watching it this past weekend i think that was only the second time i've ever seen Matrix Reloaded. Okay. Interesting. Matrix Reloaded famously has, if not at the time, the longest. Definitely okay. at the time. I don't know if it still stands as the longest car chase scene in movie, movie history. history. That could be interesting. I'm sure it got taken over by Mad Max Fury Road just because Likely. that whole movie was the is car a car chase, chase scene. But at the time, that was a big thing. It was basically like a half hour, 40 minute right. long car chase scene. Right. That's what it's more famous for. That's probably the best thing that came out of that movie. Other than that, I was not really a big fan of the second one. The third yeah. one I have just started, so I'm maybe half an hour into. Uh-huh. I don't even remember ever seeing it. Well, wow. I I agree they got worse. But so like what I my point here yeah, though is does Morpheus die in the third one? No, because they throw the like underground party. And then the machine stopped. So as I recall, Morpheus lives. My thing is everything died, didn't it? They started everything over again. Did they? Is that what I, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm going to find out. Well, but, like, uh, here's the thing. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert to you, but you're going to watch That's it. That's fine. I'm going to watch it anyway. So um, it's... Because you did see it. You just don't remember. I it. see it. I remember yeah. none of it. None right. of it stuck. So the thing about this trailer makes sense because the whole point was this happens all happened before. It's going to happen again. Correct. This is the like third or fourth iteration of the Matrix. There was all that like religious so that's actually in the in the second one they reveal that with right because he sees the architect yeah architect basically says you have been here seven other times you're not the person to save everyone you're the person who we reset everyone with because we know you are an inevitability of someone who is basically he's kind of like a glitch he's the one who yeah will always come through there's always over time anomaly. because right. he's always there's always going to be some sort of anomaly. Odds are at least that point zero 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 one percent chance there's going to be yeah. some sort of anomaly. He's always that one. Mm. When that happens, they basically wipe out Zion, which is in the real world, but right. they still put a couple people out there to live so that they could just keep doing it all over again. Now that's the thing because it seems like well number one they say the word matrix in the trailer which they, they never did initially like there was no kind of uh, they didn't realize it until he was in it uh but like where i'm going with this is you still have a girl with a white rabbit tattoo that he mm-hmm. follows you have the song white rabbit by i think yes. Bias, which was tremendous. great great use of that great song. use great use there's still the thing with the pills there mm-hmm. 
I think I would have preferred a clean shaven Keanu because I feel like this is John Wick, but with Kung more Kung Fu and slow motion. I kind of like that he kept it. Well, I kind of like that he kept it because he's like, no, this is I'm Keanu Reeves. This is my look forever now. Forever now. I don't care that I'm coming back as Neo. Neo's just gonna have to be a long haired, long bearded person. (laughs) So I get that the Matrix started over again and this is the new iteration and Neo's back. That's fine. But what is happening in the real world? Like there should still be people in the real world. The the thing that I find with these movies, especially since they're fresh, is yeah. that the things that I'm most interested in is uh, in the Matrix. Okay. Well, yeah. They lose me when there's like flying robots in the, the dark real world. Like I don't yeah. like it's two like I'm I like sci-fi movies but they're like right. three different movies in one. Yeah. And that's the part of the movies that that lose me. Like I love the action sequences and stuff like that, but I like right. when they're in the matrix and I I don't really buy into when they're not in the matrix anymore and they're fighting the robots as regular humans. Yeah. You well, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I feel like you need that, though, because that's the whole. Of point. course, that's the whole but point. That's the. Yeah, here's here's where I'm going. Like my final thought on the matter. Uh, after watching the trailer. Much like the first Matrix or the Matrix series as a whole, like I have no idea what's going on. I just know I want that's to fair. find out. That's fair. Like, yeah, that's fair. They did a good job of not giving the movie away. There was enough there to remind me of what I liked about oh, the yeah. original stuff. And then, but I, I, after watching the trailer, I have no idea what the story is. Yeah, I completely agree. I like that. Yeah. And I, I think we kind of lost track on this part. I'm actually excited about Yaya Abdul-Mateen playing Morpheus. I think that's oh, okay. if there was going to be someone who was going to take over that role from Lawrence Fishburne, this is the guy to do that with. Okay. He's the guy. And not only that, but he looks so much like him. He, he looks so much like a younger Lawrence Fishburne. Like they did a really good job of making sure yes. he looks like you could tell he's different, but he just, he looks so similar. They got that look so so down um so i'm excited to see what he does with it and i'm interested in how they explain it like i'm gonna be a little annoyed if they they don't at least give us some sort of explanation as to why he looks different i agree i that's the important thing like what is the deal with like what happened there or if they're just gonna say no you guys have to buy into this right yeah no that morpheus is now 20 years younger than not neo and trinity yeah, we need more. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for this movie. Um, it comes out in uh, in December, I believe. Yeah, December is going to be a crazy month. We get this. We get Spider Man, uh, No Way Home. I'm ready. We're gonna have a lot of good movies coming out in December. Very ready for this. Um, all right. Let's. T- I, I I like doing the big trailers. I, that'll be a good thing that we can continue doing on the podcast. Yes. Um, I want to get into rolling or trolling, but first, I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, unfortunately we lost uh, the great actor Michael K. Williams this yeah. past week. Um, I know for me, um, he was most prominently Omar in the show The Wire. The that Wire. was his biggest role and he did an amazing amazing job there um he was also in boardwalk empire um yes. he was in a, a ton of other stuff he, he was always in something always giving it his all do, doing a great job just wanted to, to acknowledge him because i'm a really big fan of his and um you know he he will be missed and it was very very sad sad day the other day when no when absolutely he was i mean and, and the way he went and everything else. But yeah, and you had suggested The Wire as a 
suggested watch one of our episodes and I did enjoy him in that episode as well. So he will be missed. Good actor. Let's, uh, let's move beyond it and, and do some rolling or trolling. Let's roll or let's, troll. Uh, we're, we, we brought it down. Now we're bringing it back to some, some ridiculousness and uh, hot takes. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Starting off, Shang-Chi. Yes. Made $90 million last weekend, breaking the record for Labor Day opening weekends. Yeah. During a I'm, pandemic. I'm a little surprised. that. Because what was the original one? We talked about this. The, the first record breaker was... Uh, so the Black first Widow, record right? breaker for the pandemic was Black Widow, but this right. broke the record for just Labor Day opening weekends. Period. In general, not like oh, pandemic record, like period. Labor Day opening period. weekends. This is the yeah. highest grossing opening weekend for that, a Labor Day weekend. That is something to be proud of. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so that's tremendous. I am not among the many throngs of people that saw it. Uh, but I will roll with this because I think it is definitely a unique story. It is definitely a story centered on uh, a culture uh, that is probably underrepresented. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I like that this has set the record. I like that there's still interest in the Marvel universe, especially the cinematic Marvel universe. This is a good sign. And you know, for an obscure story to tell, I'm excited that it's working. So I'm rolling with this. Yeah, I'm rolling with it too. I actually was one of the people that contributed to that $90 million opening weekend and it was well worth my money. Um, I really enjoyed it. Hopefully at some point, you know, obviously circumstances are, are strange. You want to make sure that you're safe uh, going to a theater and, and, you know, feel comfortable doing that. True. Um, but if we can, we'd love to talk about it on the podcast. Um, but yeah, my wife and I, we decided to do a date night. We wore our masks um, the entire time in the movie theater. We were one of a handful or two of a handful of people that were actually wearing their masks in the theater. But, right. you know, the theater was big enough. And we were spaced out enough where we felt pretty comfortable um, that we weren't going to get sick. We it, it's a week later and we're both fine. We're both vaccinated, so right. you know we figure let's go Give watch some Shang Chi. And it was a very enjoyable, um, enjoyable movie. I would say it is in line as far as quality comparing it to uh, other Marvel films. I would say it's probably equal to something like an Ant-Man or if okay. not slightly better than equal something. Equal to or slightly better than an slightly Ant-Man. Slightly better than Ant-Man. Because yeah. I enjoyed Ant-Man quite a bit. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Ant-Man a lot too. So I would say it might be like a slight notch above. Okay. Um, the fighting sequences were awesome. That's there are some uh, standout. There are at least at least two standout standout fighting sequences that they have in this movie. Let me ask you this question. Uh, is does it fall victim to the DC? The final battle is always like a blur, a video game blur, or is it a good fight scene visually? It, it does the third act does fall into the CGI stuff, which is a Marvel thing too, to be okay. honest. I mean, it, they they do it a little bit better than DC. Um, right. It stays. It doesn't get as horrible as the DC CGI battles, right? But it does fall into the the Marvel CGI battles, which you know that was probably if there was a flaw in this movie, that was the biggest one. Right. Um, but it's still still enjoyable and not enough to completely kill the movie for you. Okay. Noted. And they do some great some great follow-ups after the big scene to kind of tie everything together and leave us with, you know, obviously some after credits. Nice. There's some good after credits um in this in this movie as well. Excellent. Excellent. So. Key. All right. I will make it my business to see it. 
let's see. Speaking of more Marvel movies, let's just stay in the Marvel realm for now. Let's do that. This is mostly Marvel. Some Sony here. Venom has now moved up two weeks to October 1st. So they didn't move it back this time. They actually decided, no, you know what? We're moving it up a couple weeks. I think I'm going to start off here. They need to make up their mind. They essentially what they did is they've been like, oh, the pandemic's coming back. Keep moving it back a little bit. Move it back a little bit. Let's see what happens. Move it back a little bit. Let's see what happens. And then it's like, oh, Shang-Chi did well. Okay, move it up two weeks. Right. That's essentially what happened here is they were like, oh, Shang-Chi did well. So let's let's move it up now. Uh, Stop playing with my emotions. Quit playing games with our hearts. Yes, I agree with you. Just make a choice and stick to the choice. Right. That's all we need. All we need. Make a choice. That's and it. And knock it off. Yeah. I, I think like let's now can we just stick with the October 1st? Yeah. Because we're all Please. in. Like we're all in. Just Please. do it. Um, moving on. Because of the Black Widow lawsuit, reportedly negotiations between Marvel and the Russo brothers who famously directed um, Endgame and yes. Infinity War um, for their return to direct have stalled. The Russo brothers are, quote, unsure how their next movie would be distributed and how they'd be paid, which is giving them pause. Again, I just don't care. Everybody's making multiple millions of dollars. Like, you know, I'm not on the side of the studios that are obviously trying to screw somebody, but just just make a deal. Like, look. It's going to be streaming. It's going to be released. We're going to pay you $40 million. Take it away. Right. Well, my thing here with this too is uh, two th- two points to this. One yeah. is that Disney has already committed to releasing the rest of their movies for the through the end of the year in theaters. They, are, yeah. they have committed. They have said, now who knows how good their word is, but they have said yeah. they will not be um, Disney Plus streaming movies. They will be released in theaters. So that's one. And number two, like you understand what the situation is now, right? Why can't you put a clause in there that makes sure you still get paid what you want to get paid if it goes to streaming instead of just a full theater release? How have we not figured this out yet? I don't understand. Like get a new lawyer. Correct. Correct. Like it's very simple. Like uh, Russo brothers. If you guys want to go back and, and direct another Marvel movie, like you should do it. You, you did a good job, but like, you know, how do it how hard is it? Like this how is a fake is to figure this concern out? at this point. Correct. That's it. It's a fake concern. I like that. That's the best way to put it. It's a fake. Like at this no. point, I understand like, oh yeah, it sucks for the people who didn't know this was going to happen because they filmed movies before a pandemic existed and thought they were right. going to release. Yeah. I get that. But now we understand what possible circumstances there may be down the line. Like put a new clause in your contracts. Yes. It's we very know simple. this is coming. We know this is going to happen. There's no moving continue. on, uh, moving on to more uh, kind of annoying um, directors. Director yeah. Patty Jenkins ah. said in a recent interview with the LA times that Films released by streaming services look like, quote, fake movies, unquote. I just want to point out before you go in on Patty Jenkins. Go ahead. In a bit of irony, Jenkins is the director of the film that ushered in the COVID era of streaming movie releases with Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, exactly. Listen, that also doesn't mean that her, her... her take is not accurate because if there was something that looked like a fake movie, it, it was, was hers. Wonder Woman, but yes. So go ahead, Neil. I'm gonna I, let look, you take the floor on this. I'm one. I'm glad you are because I this is what this is what's wrong in the world today. Patty Jenkins made a splash with Wonder Woman, and we all decided we're gonna listen to what she has to say. Then she took all that goodwill and blew it with Wonder Woman 2, 1984, because that movie was a steaming pile of crap. It just, 
didn't work top to bottom. There was one or two elements in the film that were decent, and even they were mismanaged. Also, again, you you ushered this in. You we're doing this because that movie worked enough to allow all the rest and of it to go in. I want to point out too, like there was no pushback at the time from her. Right. Like she sold the heck out of that movie, even though it was coming out in streaming. Like, oh yeah. She was like, Oh yeah, I wish it was, uh, everyone will see it in theaters, but blah, 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 blah. She there was never any real pushback. And now a yeah. year later, now you're you got gonna problems? come out saying that you have issues with movies that are, yeah. are for streaming. I just like, Again, like comparing it to like the Black Widow situation, I barely heard from Scarlett Johansson in the lead up to the release of Black Widow. So at least I can understand why she's annoyed by her movie going to streaming like and she can whether you like it or not. I understand why she would say things in public against something like that, which she hasn't even done. Patty Jenkins. I don't think you have the you should be speaking ill of that considering you are the originator now truth truth she's the but again like what is her body of work that gives her this ability to have this opinion okay and publicize it like when when Martin Scorsese bashed uh comic book movies as like not real movies I gave him a pass because he's Martin Scorsese, okay? And he's directed hugely popular movies across several different genres, is known primarily for uh, the mafia. But ultimately, I mean, pick... There are movies that went right to streaming, like Netflix originals, that are ridiculous, and they look low-budget, but there are many, many more that are fantastic and look like real movies that could like, I don't know, the, Martin you know, Scorsese's latest yeah. film. Correct. The Irishman. How? Yeah. You have the Irishman. How about the multiple Oscar nominated slash winning movies that Netflix has put out in the last five years? Correct. Were those, would you still consider those fake movies? Patty Jenkins. I don't think so. Or I don't know, Nomadland that just won the Oscar Nomadland. last year that was released for Hulu. Hundred percent. Patty Jenkins. Hundred percent. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I'm trolling this, and it's gonna be, it's gonna take some convincing to get me into a, another Wonder Woman movie. Pe- like people in Hollywood need to start like Slowing getting more role. comfortable with, like, stop fighting the current. Yes. There's this is the way things are going. It's okay. You need to adjust. Not everyone else. There's a reason why this is happening. That's people correct. like this more. Like they it, want this. We love the movies. The movies will still exist if the pandemic allowing, movies yeah. will still exist. The the theaters will still exist. The but streaming is a thing and content needs to be made for streaming. And the, that's what people want. So, like, embrace it. Movies are movies. Whether I watch it on my TV, my laptop, my iPad, or on a big screen, it's a movie. It's telling me a story from beginning to end. That's it. Give the people what they want. Like, get over yourselves, people. That's all I'm saying. Get over yourselves. Enough. Enough James McAvoy. Oh, I Familiar enjoy. with James McAvoy? I enjoy McAvoy. He's filming a new movie. Is he now? Where he is improvising the entirety of his dialogue. Okay. I don't know about this. Apparently, I I don't know the the plot to this, but I believe he's like looking for his son's murderer or something. Let's not uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, McAvoy. I I don't... uh, he's a good actor and I enjoy him. And when he's on like the Graham Norton show, I find him to be funny, fairly witty, but it doesn't strike me as someone that is uh, an improv master. 
Well, here's the, this isn't like improv in what we normally think of it as where it's like comedic improv. This sounds like this is going to be a serious drama, like a serious, a serious, uh, heavy weighted drama. But, but you need to really be able to think on your feet in a way that comedians are better at. Like if Robin Williams were alive and they made a movie and they were like, he's going to improvise his entire dialogue, but it's going to be a horror movie or a, or a whatever movie, a drama movie. I'm still all the way in because I know he can do that. Yeah. I'm wondering though, I'm, I'm wondering gonna... though if this, because this is more of a drama, if maybe it'll help him in the long run because he will Good be well, reacting as the character. I and how see, he would think the character would respond to all the emotions and and such surrounding. I don't know. This is this is going to be this is going to be interesting. I'm slow rolling with this because I'm interested in seeing how it comes out. I agree. I am slow rolling. Two more for rolling or trolling. What do we got? The cast of Jackass. Yes. I'm actually going to have you guess this. Okay. The cast of Jackass has amassed a certain amount of money in injuries during their entire careers. <laughs> yes. So from the first ever Jackass to the latest iteration that will be released. Yes. The entire cast. What do you think the number in hospital slash medical bills is? Uh. I think over it is, this round number. Okay, over a round number. I think it is absolutely over a million dollars, hundred percent. Well, you are correct, but it's, but it's like, over like more than just a million that. dollars. I would. All right, it's absolutely over a million. The entire cast over the entirety of their career. The price of healthcare in America today. Uh, ten million dollars. Again, while you are technically correct, wow, it is over more than ten million dollars. How much is it? It is over twenty-four million dollars worth of injuries. Jesus. And like, how are these movies profitable if they have to, if the studio <laughs> has to keep paying for their medical bills? Worth That's it? Nuts. Oh my god. I guess worth it, right? Are you rolling with this? I don't even know what you'd be rolling. With. I don't know. I <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll roll. Okay, yes. Here's what we're rolling or trolling. I'm rolling with understanding that that is absolutely possible. These idiots have absolutely harmed themselves to the tune of 20 million dollars easily. And you know what? And I can't wait to watch the next movie. Like, I know it's ridiculous, yeah. but I just want to see it again. Like, I just, what new nonsense. Last bit. Billionaire, billionaire Mark Lore would like to build a $400 billion sustainable city in the middle of a U.S. desert. Uh, a, Either a in million Nevada, Arizona, or Utah. Four hundred billion with a B. Billion with a B. Sustainable city in the middle. Well, but this isn't a new idea. Like I think it was in the eighties. You remember the movie Biodome? Yes. With the, yeah, which is I enjoy it, but it's a horrible film. Uh, with Paulie Shore. <laughs> Paulie Shore. Back when Paulie Shore was relevant. Um, it's I. They did that. Like Biodome was based off of a joint scientific like project in the 80s that no one cared about. And like I don't and I don't remember like the mission. So this this doesn't seem to be a mission. This just seems to be like I want to build a city. Like, can I do it? I just want to see if I can. It's gonna cost four hundred billion dollars to do it. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to troll this and I'm going to say why don't you take 400 billion dollars and build a pipe that takes the water from where the water is and brings it to California 
where the water is not. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, what we do should that. do. Use $400 billion to create an alternative that we actually already have to <laughs> gasoline. Yeah. Okay. That's fine too. Let's do that. There you go. Then you don't need sustainable cities because yeah. like our ozone won't shatter to pieces. Won't shatter to pieces. Right. Correct. Maybe let's not try to find ways around solving the the simple problem that we have. These are facts. Right. You're gonna spend all that money anyways. Everyone's worried about oh the the big oil companies or whatever. Give it to the Give your $400 billion to the people who are destroying our world for money. Just give them the $400 billion as a payoff to stop destroying our world. How about that? I like that. Let's do that. Right. Let's more of that, less of everything else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's all we got this week. Um, are we doing suggestions this week or are we just is I, only murders in the building? Do we think we have enough? I think that we're talking about that. I think maybe we we'll have stick enough with that because now we're going to really pick apart an episode. So I think we have. Oh, enough. yeah. OK, so we are not going to be doing suggestions. We suggest to you all to watch only murders in the building with us. It's a fun, fun watch. Uh, so next week we are going to continue with the next episode of Marvel's What If on Disney+. Plus. We're going to continue with the next episode of Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. We are going to be doing some more rolling or trolling. At some point, either next week or in the future, we will be discussing Shang-Chi. If there's any new trailers coming out, we will be discussing those as well. Thank you all for listening to another episode of It Was All a Stream. Word. Please if you are enjoying the podcast, we would really appreciate it if you subscribed on wherever it is that you're listening. Leave a rating, leave a review. We are on virtually every podcast platform you can imagine. Oh yes. We are also on Neil's fantastic website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued number two, screen.com. Neil, what do you have to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.